Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. It is great to have you listen to the Build Your Success podcast today. As you know, this is a podcast where we build you so you can build others. We hope you're also building a career, building a new business. Hey, maybe just building a life. But whatever you're working on, we want to help you towards those goals with our speakers and our training here. And today we have Sharon Eddings as our guest. Sharon taught herself how to code after her youngest son was born sickly. Sharon knew that she needed better health care and wanted a career that provided that. After eight months of teaching herself, she knew that she needed to jump. So she put what she learned on a resume, and on two weeks later, she landed her first job in tech at an automotive software engineering company. So she knows a little bit about jumping and making it happen. <laughs> and uh, so then she also volunteered for her son's school in Detroit to teach him and his classmates how to code. So coding is very important to Sharon, and that's, that's why she has a business, Code with Sharon. So we're going to get started with that. Welcome to the podcast today, Sharon. Thank you for having me, and hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, that's great. So this is a, a neat story where you, where you taught yourself, but I'm going to ask a question that uh, we're going to start asking here to all of our guests, and that is, what does leadership and being a leader mean to Sharon Eddings? I think to me, it's showing people a, a path, right? A path to success. And so you normally set out on, on a journey yourself, right? And then I think a leader comes back and tells other people about this path and how to get to success. Maybe they don't know how to get there. Uh, maybe they were stuck like me. And so I think a leader teaches people how to grow, how to work together, to see a vision and, and set a path to accomplish that vision together. That is wonderful. And that sounds like what you did for some of these young people through this STEM learning. So Tell us a little bit about that, how, how you navigated that. You know, you had the, the passion to learn something new and just give us a little bit of feedback on, on how you did that and where it benefited you. Well, it was, it was weird. I think I have something in common with a lot of people. Um, you, you get a little older and you feel like you still don't know what you want to do in life, right? And so at the time I was 35 and I was ashamed that I still didn't know what I wanted to do in life. And I knew I wanted better. I knew I needed better. I just didn't know which way to go. Um, and so I set out on a journey, right? And so what I did was when my son got sick, it was something that pushed me that I had to go now, right? And I think life comes along and if you don't listen or maybe if you off path, something comes along and pushes you on the right path and eventually you end up on the right path. And so uh, I went to the library and to tell you how bad I felt about myself, to be a mother of three with a sick baby, and I still didn't know what I wanted to do, I got a whole bunch of books for dummies, right? So I got real estate, taxes, I got something else, and then I ended up getting computer science. That was the last one on the pile. And I started to read these books, and I, I saw real estate, and I was like, I started reading, and I just had this thirst for knowledge. It came out of nowhere, and I was like, okay, I like this, I'm gonna need it when I become a millionaire, but this is not what I wanna do, right? Cause I'm searching for passion. 
And then I got to Texas. I said, okay. I took a H&R, H&R Block course. Mm, I like this, but I don't think this is it. The last book was Computer Science and I fell in love. I knew that that was it. And so I set out on the journey to teach myself how to code. Sharon, that's a great story. And, and it, it's a common thing here with the guests that I interview on this podcast, how adversity leads you down a path maybe you should have always been on, you know, and how you find things because of some difficult situations, some difficult times. It's just a common thread that, you know, you find success sometimes in adversity. So that, that's great stuff. You know, yeah. I, I was in high school in the early 90s, and they didn't teach coding back then in high school. Yeah. And, you know, they, yeah. they do today. So some students do get to learn that. I had the, the pleasure of sitting down with one of my, my children while they were learning coding. And I was dumbfounded that the binary code <laughs> and, and how it's just really numbers that, that make all this yeah. stuff work out. And uh, it's just phenomenal that, that these, these, this simple thing of numbers creates these massive and very unsimple programs. Yeah. But the thing is with, with technology, see, technology if you watch it, it changes rapidly, right? And so you used to can say technology changed every six months, but now it's like every other week technology is being, is advancing so fast. And so really technology went from learning how to code is from teaching ones and zeros where we actually program using human language. And so it has advanced that far where we take human language and we show the children how to take that and make the computer understand it. So it's even easier than what it was when you were coding. You know what I'm saying? So it's much easier. It's much funner. And so that's why I love teaching. I taught, when I was in that uh, after school program, I taught third through seventh graders how to code. And the only thing you can, the difference between the third graders were they were just a little bit antsy, but they got it. And because it has advanced that much, you know, so far and it's so much easier to learn. Yeah, so 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 tell our listeners a little bit about how how the we it's changed from the the numbers to the voice. I'd, I'd like to hear just a little bit about that. Okay, so let's say for instance, I want to teach my students um, how to put an image on on a website, right? And we always want to get them to put their first image on their website because they go bananas, they love it because because they did something that they see is amazing. Coding is a superpower. And so we teach them about, H, we start with HTML. So programming languages is called, a, you know, it's a stack. And so each language you learn, you move higher on the stack. And so when somebody asks you, what's your stack? They want to know what programming languages do you know, right? So we take the students all the way down to the bottom of the stack and we start with HTML. HTML stands for hypertext markup. And so what you do is you take human language and you wrap it around these HTML tags. So let's say I want to put an image on there, right? So we grab an HTML tag, and then we go and find the image on the website. We copy the URL, and this is just for educational purpose. You copy the URL of that image where it's located. You come back and you paste it inside of that, that HTML image tag. What the browser does then is go and fetch the image, brings it back, and put it on your website. Just as simple as that. And so it has gotten so simple. So we just teach them the steps that they need to do to build their website. Amazing. Uh, You just got way over my head in that little bit of (laughs) sentence, but I'm so glad that these students know how to do it and you know how to do it. And these professionals that we depend upon know how to do it. 
But what I'm really excited about is that you found something you're obviously passionate about. Yes. And that is just amazing. One thing you did here that I've got in your application is you filled a need. You you saw a void yes. and you filled a need. And, and that is what entrepreneurs need to hear. That's what people trying to learn to do. So even if you're not an entrepreneur and you work for someone, you're still filling a void. Yeah. Something that that employer needs you're feeling. So, so let's, let's talk about that, how you recognize the need and then you fulfilled that need. Okay. So when I get that job at that automotive software engineering company, I studied the owner of the company because in tech, they want you really to be invested in that company. They want to know, you know, just like any other company, but tech is really, really serious about how you can help the company knowing everything about that company and how you can improve that company. So I researched the owner of the company, found out that he developed his own software, right? I admired that. And so when I started working for him and I saw that his software was um, picked up by Ford, and we, what we did was the blind spot detection in your vehicles, when somebody gets in your blind spot and in your rearview mirror, you get that little light that lets you know somebody's in your blind spot. That was my first job in tech, right? Now, remember, I taught myself how to code, which really means I barely taught myself how to code. And I went in there and I said, I'm going to have to fake it until I make it, right? And so what happened was um, I started to study everybody in there. I started to ask questions. I started to listen to everybody. I would go home and study and come back. And then after months and weeks and years later, well, a year later, I understood what they were talking about. And that's how I gauged if I was growing or not. So I knew that I was catching on, right? And so um, I said I was going to be like Mike. That was the owner of the company. I said, I'm going to develop software. I don't know how, but I, I, everybody is so passionate when it comes to tech and coding and programming, right? Because you can build some awesome thing. It actually is a superpower. It's the closest thing that humans have to a superpower, right? Because the, the jobs that our children would have have not been created yet. Somebody's writing some program to create those jobs as we speak, right? And so um, what I did was when I started to volunteer in the schools, I saw that the software, within a year and a half, I became a project, project manager over two radar development teams, right? And I saw that the program that they were using was teaching them how to play coding games disguised as coding lessons, right? So it was like spoon feeding them. And I said, I, I wouldn't hire these kids because they have none of the skill sets that I would look for it. It's not building towards anything. It's just playing the game. It's building up excitement, but it's no benefit. And so I said, oh, I thought about Mike. And I said, this is it. This is the software. I didn't know how I was going to build it because I had to learn different programming languages for web development. Remember, I was in automotive software. So now I knew I had to learn different programming languages. So I set out on a journey. It took me about four years. Um, normally, you build in a team. Uh, unfortunately, in the Black uh, African-Americans, people didn't know what programming was, coding was. They thought it was medical coding. I found out that I couldn't find a partner to work with. I needed a team, right? And so going out to suburban areas at that time just was impossible for me to find somebody else who knew how to code because remember, I had a sick baby, right? So I couldn't like go out and like search for people. I didn't have any friends in my community that I can team up with. So I had to be a development team myself. I had to do every single part of it. I had to do front, what we call front end is what the user sees when they come to the website. I had to do the back end where if somebody were to sign into my form, 
I needed to grab that information, validate it, make sure that that was the correct user and log them in. I had to learn all of that. So it took me about four years. But the benefit was I became a very proficient coder, right? Um, and so that was set me on a journey to, and then I saw other urban schools didn't have this programming languages, right? So I, then I found out only 65% of schools um, offered coding classes and that was in urban and suburban schools. And so I found my, I found my niche. I found my target market. I found a problem that I can solve that can go nation. It can go global. And so, um, and that's what you want when it comes to a tech company. Investors want what they call a unicorn. A unicorn is able to make a billion dollars. And so I found that. Awesome. That's a great story. I do want to back up though. Something you said that reminded me of something I do in some of my trainings is you want to know more about the company and more about the founder. And, and they, yeah. they wanted you to know about that. And, and I do something in my trainings with, with corporations and organizations where I have a hundred dollar challenge. And if anybody in that room can quote their mission statement to me, they get a hundred bucks. I've only lost a hundred dollars one time. And when I did, I lost it to the whole team because the whole team was able to do that. They, I mean, they came off, they didn't have to think about it. They yeah. had been trained by their leader to do it. So thankfully that was a, a not for profit. And so <laughs> I gave the hundred dollars to the not for profit instead of having to give it to everybody at the table. But I, it just dumbfounds me when people work for places that have a mission statement and they, they, they don't even care enough to know the mission statement. It's just a fact. Yes. Yeah. When, if you're providing this service that we talked about earlier and, and you're fulfilling a need, you need to know what that need is. Yeah. Everybody on your team needs to know what the vision is, what the target is and how to hit that goal. And so that's your mission statement. Who are we? What do we do and who do we serve and how do we serve them? You need to know that everybody. It's got to be in your heart and, and to be a, yeah. a servant, to be a leader for sure. So great story about filling that need and uh, just phenomenal that you, that you took the time to learn it and, and did those things. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Something I didn't miss, mention that's in your bio here and I want to talk about, your job was outsourced to India. Yes. And, and so let, let's talk about, that's when you decided to go full time with your, with your yes. code with Sharon. So, you know, a lot of people would get downhearted and, and oh, I lost my job and go on unemployment and just you yeah, know, agree. get in a state of depression. <laughs> Sharon said, I'm going to start a business. It's time to start my business. So let's, let's talk yep. about that. So that was an interesting story. So only people I know who would understand what I'm talking about is, is uh, entrepreneurs who really been out on a journey for a minute. Not when you just got started, but you start to see dots connecting, right? So when you set out on a journey, you're supposed to just, you know, I thought that when I set out everything needed to be in place, right? 
And then I could never start because nothing would ever align. And then I learned you have to put one step in front of the other and the path will reveal itself, right? And so as I went on this journey, interesting things started happening. I actually started to meet people. Um, somebody said, put it out in the universe and the universe will work to make it come true. And, and I can vouch for that. I've met so many interesting people. So one instance is um, I met a, what was it? Kinko's or something, trying to get something printed. And a lady turned around and looked at me and she asked me, um, you know, did I submit a proposal, right? She was trying to think of proposal. No, what she was trying to do was say who I was or what I did. She was asking me, are you a, and I, at this time I kind of ran into some interesting people and I was like, teacher, she's like, yes. She's like, did you submit a, and I was like, proposal? And she was like, yes. And so she's like, you got that proposal, right? And so um, just weird things started to happen. And so when I, something told me to get up early that morning and I got up at five o'clock and something told me to check my email. And one of the school districts actually accepted my proposal, right? And so when you go out on these journeys, don't expect everything to line up for you, but expect the universe to put people in your path that will help you get to the next level, right? And so that's what the most interesting part about it. I found something else besides just chasing a dream and passion. I kind of saw how discernment works to help you. And I believe like when I watch Will Smith and all of them on YouTube giving motivational speech, it really does happen. And so that really pushed me because you want to give up. You're out there by yourself. You don't know if you're doing well. Your business is not picking up. And so that really, really taught me um, a lot of things. And so that's one of the things when I jumped and I said, I'm just jumping and whatever happens, happen. Either you swim or you sink. And I promised myself that I was going to swim. So I'm not for sure if I answered your question, but yeah. <laughs> you did a great job. And, and I, I like the fact you talk about taking that first step. I heard John Maxwell speak on Friday and he talked about that first step is the hardest step. Yeah. But it's one that it's has, to, has to be taken. And, and here you, you talked about when you realized you were living in fear you yes. know, it's, it's, it's a choice that we live in fear. And when you realized I can come out of this choice, let, let's have a conversation yeah. about that. And so I was living in fear because I was embarrassed that I was 35, didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. It's not who, you know, is it's not really what you know is who, you know, we didn't know anybody. Right. I didn't have connections. I didn't have the proper education. Um, and so I was like, I don't know what to do. I, I tried some things and I failed. Right. And then you don't want to fail again because then people look at you like, oh, you're the one that starts stuff and don't finish it. Right. And so, and I knew that I wasn't meant to work for somebody. I knew that I knew I was meant to um, go on this journey and work for myself and figure out a way to help my community. Uh, I, I, you know, previously I wanted to be a police officer. Right. I have a twin sister. And so I wanted to be a police officer and they mixed my name up with her. Oh, yeah, I got a ticket. And so that fell through. And that's really what I thought I really, really wanted to do. And when I couldn't do that, I kind of couldn't make up my mind what else I wanted to do. I knew I wanted passion because when my sons play sports, I saw the passion that young men um, have in sports. Right. You can actually change a young man's life when you or, or when because I have boys, so I can't speak for girls. If you find their passion, it doesn't have to be sports, but I knew if I found my passion, then that can motivate me and propel me to where I wanted to go. And so that's why I was searching. It was important to have a career that I had passion for, just not a career. And so when it came to fear, 
I said, I just have to get out there. No matter what people say, you have to be unapologetically who you are, be willing to fail in front of people and just take, take that chance. And honestly, commitment was my biggest problem. I was, I didn't commit to anything. Right. Um, and so once I found passion that gave me the commitment and that pushed me forward. And that was the secret sauce. Wonderful. And, and you said here, then you decided that it couldn't be worse than you had. Yeah. And at least you could expect an adventure and fi- found it yeah. and more. So, you know, that's a great outlook that if nothing else, it's going to be a great adventure. Yeah, and it was. I saw some interesting things. So I've been writing uh, a journal because I plan on writing a book. I really found I, I don't know how I can say it, like the universe, how the world kind of works, right? Instead of just sitting there and being miserable and complaining and in doubt, I got out there and I went on this amazing journey and I met wonderful people to help me. And it was it was absolutely bananas. It was crazy. And so that I found it to be fun. It was absolutely fun. Well, the universe is made up of human beings and, and we care for each other. Yeah. I mean, we, we yeah. truly, genuinely in spite of what you see on the news, in spite of what's going on, the the ma- majority of human beings care yeah. for each other. And, I found and, people of all races, colors, sex, female, female. I just ran into amazing people that were willing to help me, but they have to know that you're out there. They have to know what you want to do. They're not going to come to your living room and sit in your lap. You have to get out there and tell people what you do. And you will find all these amazing people that will help you. Yes, without a doubt, I've had so many people help me in, in what I'm doing. So, so you're you're considering writing a book? Do you have a title yet? Not yet. Um, I know it's going to be for my sons, but of course, then I was like, I'll just write it privately and leave it for my sons. But then I was like, okay, I ran into all these authors who say, I think it was Les Brown say that um, it is our obligation to, I guess, to tell our story right before we leave the earth. Because you never know who you might help. Because I read books that helped me. And what if those people didn't write their books publicly, right? And so I don't have a name for it yet, but I'll be thinking about that. <laughs> well, if I can help you in any way, sure. And I want to do that. I, I, I wrote a book I last year. It. I wrote a book last year. It, it's on uh, piloting. I became a pilot a couple of years ago and fulfilled a lifelong oh, wow. dream. But my, my kids could care less about my book today. They're, they're 20 year olds. They care less. Yeah. But, but I, but I tell myself what you were saying is when I pass away, it'll be one of their most cherished things that I actually have written yeah. words down and I'm working on two more books. So uh, be, be, be looking for that. The one I'm writing is uh, the mentorship and I'm trying to encourage people to be mentors to others. And so okay, we'll I've, I've got the paragraphs on that one and working on that one that I hope to have out by the end of this year. So that, you know, writing a book, I never thought I could do that. I was horrible in high school, didn't go to college. Yeah. And, and like, I'm not the guy that can write a book and I uh, had some encouragements of people. These, these connections we talked about said, mm-hmm. yes, you can. And, and people will help you do it. And, and I had a lot of help to get it done. And thankfully I've, I've authored a book. So I got that one and, and want to author some more after getting the first, that first step done, I'm ready to do some more. Well, let me know the link and I'll purchase that because it's the value in a book is people's story. And so I read a lot of books. Um, I can't get up to two books a day, a week, I mean a month, but I try to read a book a month. You know what I'm saying? Um, Another interesting thing you find when entrepreneurs, we run in a small circle, we all really kind of read the same books. I found that out too. We kind of do the same patterns. So yeah, I would love to purchase the book and support you. 
I appreciate that. Well, one thing, last thing I want to talk about here is jumping and chasing your dreams. I've heard it said mm-hmm. another way, jump and build your wings on the way down. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell us about that. Okay. So what happened was um, my job, it was outsourced to India. Um, but the weird thing was everybody couldn't understand why we were losing our contract, right? Even the company that had the contract, they didn't understand why the contract was being um you know, shut down and sent to India. Um, but something told me it's time to go. You know, it's time to jump and work on cold with Sharon. Of course, I'm I'm terrified. I'm scared. I end up, you know, having my car repoed. Um, if it wasn't for my wonderful credit union working with me, I would be walking today. Um, um, I mean, just like how I pay my bills, how I'm going to. And then I started sharing. You have the superpower. Take your programming languages, right? You can work from home, figure something out to do with it. So then I started to build websites, right? So I can bring in money to um, take that money and dump it into code with Sharon. And so I started to find my balance and how I can use my programming languages to support me. Uh, I also started working for one of my competitors, right? And I started teaching for them to learn how to build these courses. I'm not a teacher. I'm not, you know, a business person. I'm learning all this stuff. And I had a mentor was like, if you want to know something, she's like, it's your responsibility to learn everything about your competitors, everything about the business, find a way. That's all she said was find a way. And so that's how I started to piece things together, how I can survive without depending on a job. You know what I'm saying? And so then Cole with Sharon started to, we started to win grants um, this year through COVID. Uh, but before that, I actually, you know, I was volunteering in schools, talking to teachers, talking to students figuring out how much the budget was, how much they were willing to pay. And I actually ended up landing a contract with the uh, Michigan Department of Economics and Labor. That was our biggest contract. And they wanted to implement our software into five school districts. And so we were going to do one school in each district, build a, a pilot program, then scale out to other schools once we perfect it, and then scale up into other districts. And that was going to take me global. That was my unicorn. I pitched for Shark Tank. That was my proof of concept that I I could be a billion-dollar business, right? Um, and COVID, you know, coronavirus hit. And the contract was just placed on hold. And they were going to pay us a very good um, price per student to use our software. Now, remember, I'm the girl at 35 that did not know what she wanted to do. And now I got this major contract where they want to pay us hundreds of dollars for one student to use our software. So if you knew how many students were in Michigan and how much schools want STEM, you can see that now I'm on to something. And so, yeah, we had to quickly pivot once COVID hit applying it for grants, started to win grants. And so now we pivoted our value proposition where we do it virtually and now we're we're targeting the public. Um, and so it's just one of those things that entrepreneur, you don't know what's going to happen. You have to be quick on your feet. It's a part of that journey, a part of that fun, right? How do we stay in business? So I get up every day. How does COVID share, stay in business, keep people employed? So I'm, I'm in that, you know, part of the game right now. Well, congratulations on reinventing yourself in this second career. And it, it, you got the hustle. I hear it in you. It's, it's yeah. going to succeed. You know, it, it, these people in the community are going to help you. I, I got I got faith in that. So yes. do me a favor. Tell the listeners where they can get in contact with you, your website, where they can find you. Okay. So my website is cold, C-O-D-E, with 
Sharon, and it's all one word. And Sharon is S-H-A-R-E-N. I tell everybody I have a twin sister, Karen. So it's Sharon with an E. So colewithsharon.com. Um, our phone number is 586-842-2266. And we would love to hear from you. <laughs> LinkedIn or any social media? Yes, on LinkedIn, I'm Cole with Sharon. On Facebook, I'm Cole with Sharon as well. Awesome. So listeners, I'll put all of that in the show notes. So if you didn't get a chance to write that down, it'll be there in the show notes for you to find. We appreciate you listening to the Build Your Success podcast today. We are thankful for every listener. Every We, we love the energy someone like Sharon brings to the table and <laughs> bring this to you weekly. So thanks for listening today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Take care. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.